I can live under an open heaven, oh yeah? Where's that in the Bible? They just told me there's a graveyard out back and just be a good Christian boy. Do what I'm supposed to do. Obey the rules. But I said, what about freedom and abundant life? You're kicked out of the church. You shall respect my forte. Wow. Didn't expect that to flare up. Just be a good little lemming and don't question anything. But, but, the Bible says, your interpretation is Satan. <laughs> I, I can't have my cake or eat it, too. What about the favor of the Lord? Favor is demonic. You have to be poor and sick to be holy. That's what Jezebel has convinced a lot of people. I mean, like, millions. Not even a small amount. One of the greatest perpetrators of that gospel of Satan was Mother Teresa. You have to be poor and sick to be holy. The Jesuits made her a saint instantly after she died. The fastest sainthood ever recorded in the history of the Roman Catholic Church of Hell. Hallelujah. And we're not mad about it. It's just the truth, anyhow. I mean, how many boys need to get molested before it just gets whacked into the lake of fire? We've had 10,000 boys molested just between Minnesota and Pennsylvania, just two states in the Union, you know, and they're still around. And it's like, well, no one's perfect, bro. I mean, it's like serial pedophilia. It's child trafficking pedophilia. And you're going to tolerate that kind of activity? And they're like, well, all religion is like that. It's actually not. It's not. You know, there's a harvest of the Roman Catholic prisoners coming out of the Roman Catholic Church right now. You've been prisoners of Satan. And you're coming out of the crypt of the catacombs of the Holy See that's really an unholy sea of puke and pee and pedophilia and sin and witchcraft and sorcery and the magic arts of the Jesuit warlocks. Oh, you can't say I can't say that. I've been around Jesuit warlocks my whole life. I grew up in Catholic school. Eight years, St. Charles Borromeo and Titino Grace. I grew up Roman Catholic warlock. <laughs> it's true. And I watched them. I mean, it's just a game. It's a game. It's sorcery, just like if you go into a witch's coven. I mean, we want to say, oh, you know, it's like... The, the Kabbalah, I mean, Kabbalah's terrible, too. You know, it's all witchcraft, but Jezebel's a witch. And it's like, when are you going to believe that these witches and warlocks are the ones that have been imprison, imprisoning you in your cities and nations? When are you going to wake up from the realm of the dead and, and face your Egyptian taskmasters? And Egypt is the realm of religion, and Egypt is the realm of politics. The seed of Herod and the seed of the Pharisees is the only thing Jesus Christ warned his apostles about. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't warning the masses about it. He was warning the champions of grace, the ones that were to serve him perfectly and be martyred 
decades later after turning the whole world upside down. He's like, this is serious stuff. Even Peter got deceived by the seed of Herod and was playing political games and not fellowshipping with the Greeks, with the Gentiles, trying to be better than others by only hanging out with the Jews. And Paul had to rebuke him to his face. This is seriously controversial stuff. And it's, it's real and it's in the Bible. And you don't understand how serious the spiritual warfare is against the realm of the dead. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and the demolishing of every angelic argument of every tongue on every soul of the magic arts. What are the magic arts? It's Janes and Jambres of Egypt. It is the white magic of the knowledge of good and the black magic of the knowledge of evil. It is the religion and the rebellion of your five natural senses. It is the curse of the fall and the magic arts of the fallen angels of fallen humanity. And the kings and the generals of the fall are deep, as deep as they've ever been in the magic arts. And you know what? Are we just going to kill them? Are you just going to kill me? You know, it's like, we're not going to kill you. And I've had people beg for their lives in the anointing. I've had people betray me and kill themselves on a noose within 24 hours. That's not how we want this to go down. We want you to be born again. We want you to be washed in the anointing oil. We want you to be covered in your five natural warlock senses of the lying natural dimension of the demons with the olive tree leaves that never wither. The anointed one, Jesus Christ. We want you to live and not die. We want you to prosper and not be poor. We want you healthy and not sick. We want you rejoicing in jubilee and not mourning in poverty, in debt. Debt! One of the main things Satan and his angels did upon this generation is get them so in debt that they're hopeless to ever fulfill their destiny. I mean, they're... I don't even know a person that's like not in debt. I mean, it's like they borrow money and they pay interest and they're just slaves to money and there's a pyramid on your $1 bill and Satan laughs at you. Well, how can I get you get into the anointing? You will prosper like the olive tree. Out of your belly will flow rivers of the anointing of prosperity. It's a guarantee in the Bible. Jesus promised his apostles a hundred times more money if they served him than their businesses, their fishermen and tax collectors. Tax collectors were rich, upper class in Jesus' day. Jesus told them, I tell you what, guys, this sacrifice is not so you can be poor and sick in the false humility of Mother Teresa. This is so you'd have a hundred times greater wealth than what you could obtain in your natural ability. And let your demons manifest. Most of you are full, full of poverty spirits and it's an abomination. It's false humility. Let your senses be exercised from the realm of hell that you've allowed into your souls in the serving of Satan and his angels. Satan is a religious devil. Satan only wants you in pride. Pride is something you can do by your natural ability that has the appearance of good, that has the knowledge of good. How many of y'all know that's what Cain is? Cain. Are you of the seed line of Cain who murders his brother because he's better than them by what he does in his flesh ability? Or is it all grace? Well, that's a wrong interpretation of grace. It's a correct interpretation of grace. Problem is, is 
you're not saved. You serve Cain and not grace. Cain is the realm of pride, of religion, of religion, that I'm good by what I do and by what I think. That's what Cain is. He was the first murderer. He was the first one to murder, the first one to be exactly like Satan in every way. Cain brought sacrifice, didn't he? Cain brought sacrifice. He brought the fruit of the flesh. <laughs> he didn't sacrifice the blood of his heart. He brought the fruit of his flesh. And he brought sacrifice, so it's really deceiving because how do you know sheep from goat, wheat from tear, wise from foolish? They both bring sacrifice. They both pay their tithes. You know, they're both helping the poor. They're both healing the sick. They're both driving out demons. And they're both, you know, Judas Iscariot drove out demons with the others. With the other apostles, he did every single miracle, sign, and wonder. And not a single one knew who, who the son of perdition was, according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus knew he was Satan incarnate the entire time and constantly told them that. And they didn't know amongst them who it was. They had no discernment, even though they were all doing the miracles together. Every single one of them. How are you going to know? You can't see the heart. You didn't test the fruit. Because he had the appearance of good. This... This perfume was worth $50,000. The nard poured on Jesus' feet. We could have used this money for the poor. And that was the voice of the fallen angel Lucifer coming out of his heart. That was the voice of Satan himself. That's what the Bible says. How many of y'all would just applaud that guy and worship Satan? How many, of you, how many of you Christians would just worship Satan? Be honest now. If someone did that, will you just worship Satan? Most would, because they have no discernment. They're not in the glory realm, in the mind of Christ, in the obedience to the anointing. They're in obedience to the appearance and knowledge of good that is the white magic of Satan and his angels. Wow. Truth in you. <laughs> and we just like, well, maybe it's about the natural realm. It's about the glory realm. The natural realm is the lying demon. The gates of hell are your natural senses. Until you're crucified with Christ, I mean, are you even a Christian? Not according to the Bible. Can you be a Christian and not have your natural senses, your five kings, Genesis 14, Abraham slaughtered his five kings, his five natural senses, and then met God face to face. Until you crucify your five natural senses like Abraham, you're not going to have any faith to know Jesus, who is Melchizedek. You know, you'll be doing your own thing out there, pretending to be Christian, looking like you're Christian, talking like you're Christian. But until your natural realm is dead with Christ, buried with Christ, and your spirit man is resurrected in the power of Christ, you have no part in the gospel whatsoever. You're still outside the river of life and outside the kingdom of heaven. So be crucified with Christ and enter the glory. Become real Christians today. That's what I offer you. The gospel of God. The gospel of the four living creatures. Breathing new life into your souls. Because you've been ripped off by Jezebel and Masonic magic arts Christianity for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's religion that's killed every revival. The serpent, you know, of good ideas. He's the serpent of good thoughts. Oh, that's a, that's a good idea. 
How many of y'all know good ideas are satanic? When Peter brought a good idea to Jesus, Jesus said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Is your soul crucified with Christ? Or are you a satanic Christian today? A member of the whore of Babylon and not a member of the bride of Christ. How will you know? One's filled with oil, faithful and obedient to the anointing, and the other one's empty, which is filled with Satan. A whitewashed tomb and an open grave of the voice of the red dragon who is the religious devil. This is the two trees in the garden. The two rivers coming out of two different sources. The throne of Satan and the throne of Jesus Christ. Most Christians are in the throne of Satan because there's no obedience to the anointing. Faith always is coupled with obedience, and obedience is coupled with anointing. If the anointing is not pouring out of your belly like springs, it's because you're disobedient and you have no faith. How do we get faith? By grace, by receiving the anointing oil. The anointing is the grace of the Lord Jesus. There's so much anointing here so that you can believe and your faith will grow, and your faith only matters if you obey. If you disobey, your faith turns rotten, and you get seven times worse before you even had that anointing on you. Like the hundreds of thousands of people we've seen that happen to that thought it was just about stimulation. Stimulation! Give me a stimulation with no impregnation. They don't want to be stretched out, pregnant, with Jesus Christ birthing the promises out of the glory realm. They don't want to be stretched. They just want to feel good. Just give me a touch from heaven. I just want to feel His presence. But they don't want to sacrifice their hearts. Goats, tares, foolish virgins. Full of selfish ambition. Full of Satan. And that is every one of the religious realm in the world today. And you will not have a great awakening without dealing with that realm called spiritual Egypt. Let the banks of our river of life flood Egypt. Not the, not the banks of the Nile. The banks of the Jordan. <laughs> the banks of the glory realm. The promised land that has grown up in our hearts to be able to consume everyone's natural senses who still does Christianity in the flesh in the brain. Brain matter is the only flesh the Bible speaks of. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, you're serving the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Your brain is controlled by devils. Until you're crucified through your brain, where was he crucified? At the place of the skull, Golgotha. Unless you're crucified through your brain with Christ, you cannot even begin serving the Lord Jesus. Your education is Gamaliel, according to the Bible, I mean, are we serving Gamaliel like Saul of Tarsus, a serial killer of the anointed ones? Christians were called anointed ones. That's what Christian means. You're an anointed one. And the religious spirit in Saul of Tarsus was the most highly educated religious system in the world, even to present time. Jews in every synagogue, every rabbi, learns about Gamaliel. They say he's the greatest rabbi and greatest teacher of Judaism of all time. That's who... Saul studied under. And then he said, I counted all my Gamaliel as garbage. He uses the Greek word slang for shit in the Bible. Refuse, garbage. He actually uses the swear word in Greek, shit. 
in the Bible. There's a swear word in the New Bible in the New Testament. Truth anyhow. So let that just cast your demons out. It's not a cursing. Cursing is when you speak the white and black tongues of Satan resting on your skull, practicing the knowledge of good and evil from your brain realm in partnership with the one-third of the stars that fell from heaven of the external realm of the weaker one that's in the world instead of the greater one that's in you. I mean, that's what cursing is. And that's why people can't handle this message because their whole life is a freaking lie. Their whole Christian life is a lie, and their whole Christian life, they've been serving the devil. That's why people are so slow to repent. You've been stuck in the matrix your whole life, and you just can't believe there's a Zion, that there's a Neo, that it's all a lie, that you grew up in a tub of goo of witchcraft from birth, and you've been systematically lied to as a social security number from birth. It's true. This is the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great, and you are those right now coming out of the Great Tribulation, says the Spirit of God, says the Spirit of grace, who loves you and died on the cross for you. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Spirit of grace who nails your natural senses to the cross of His blood that your spirit can awaken to the glory realm. And you can know God, who Paul called the Father of Spirits, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Come into financial partnership with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. It's written five times in the book of Philippians. Thank you for your contributions and partnerships, Philippians. That's why they're doing flips, because they were sacrificing from their heart and supporting the Apostle Paul that was healing the nations with revelations directly from Jesus Christ. Partnering so big time, there's just tons of stuff we want to do. We're living in a dilapidated crack house in the ghetto. Most people are so hard-hearted they can barely give anything. There's tons of stuff we need to do. Support us. Magnify this ministry. Help us. 50% of all the donations we've gotten the last year have gone to take care of the poor and the sick. Seriously. We're doing this real apostolic witness of the glory realm of God every day, the real deal, out of Minneapolis and through the nations by broadcasting. Donate at redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.